Hi, welcome to After the Crisis with Victoria. On this podcast, we talk about stress, trauma, plain old bad days, and how those events impact the way in which we walk through the world. Everyone needs to be heard, and I am here to listen. Together, we will find realistic, healthy ways to turn our setback into a comeback. If you're a person who has ever endured difficult times, which have left you feeling disconnected from your authentic self, a little bruised, or even a little broken, this podcast is for you. Hi, everybody. This is Victoria English Martin, and I want to thank you for joining me on this very exciting episode. In my podcast, we cover a lot of very heavy topics, and today I decided to address an issue that affects all of us, and a lot of it can stem from things that we've been through. Today, we're talking about food and nutrition, and a lot of us out there use food for lots of different things besides what it's intended. And it is intended to be nourishment and fuel for our bodies. We certainly can misuse food or deprive ourselves of food and drive ourselves into a shame spiral. So today I wanted to talk about how we approach food in a healthy way, how to approach weight loss and lasting healthy lifestyle changes in a way that is not intimidating, that shows self-compassion, self-love, self-care. And I'm being joined by a friend of mine who I've met recently. Her name is Stacy Kennedy, and she is a very accomplished woman. She is a nutrition and fitness expert for over 20 years. She is a registered dietitian. She's a board-certified specialist in oncology nutrition and has her master's in public health. If you follow me, you know that I'm a big fan of Joe Cross from Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. My nickname back in Miami was a green juice girl because I was juicing before it was even a thing. And when I discovered Joe Cross and his documentary, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, I was a big fan and have followed him on social media and shared his recipes with many friends and clients over the years. I should probably get a kickback on how many juicers I've helped sell. (laughs) So as fate would have it, I recently became engaged with a new company that was started by Joe Cross and his team, and it is called Upshoot. And they have a great line of products intended to make healthy food, access to vegetables and fruits more accessible, more affordable. And during this engagement with Upshoot, I came across Stacey Kennedy, who is featured in Joe Cross's films. He has Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead and Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead too. And Stacy developed a program called Reboot with Joe, which is a guided juicing and nutrition program. She helped develop the PhytoPure products, which are in the Upshoot line. And she's just a very knowledgeable, friendly, wonderful woman. And I'm really happy to have made her acquaintance. So she's here today and we're going to talk about Stacy, what she does, how she got to where she is today, and also help you guys address some of the issues that may be holding you back from lasting weight loss and healthy relationships with food and finding that lasting lifestyle change that you're looking for. So with that, I will introduce Stacy. Stacy, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Victoria. It's great to be here. 
Thanks. So you've done nutritional consulting for a long time. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself, how you got into this field? What was your motivation? Absolutely. Actually, I started undergraduate as a journalism major, but I always loved science. And during one of my required biology classes, there was a chapter on nutrition. And I didn't even know that that was a field of study or a type of science. And we had grown up, my parents had a very strong interest in just healthy living. And so they were always very active. We had a garden. My mom loved to cook from scratch. We ate a Mm -hmm. salad like every single night with dinner. These are just things I grew up with. I thought were common and normal until I started really getting out there in the world. So once I started studying nutrition, it was like there was no looking back. And so another thing that really drove me to it was just in my family, various family members had been suffering from some things like chronic migraines and digestive issues. And as I started learning more about how making change could help with that, I just increasingly was more and more interested in wanting to understand how we could help people through everyday lifestyle change and nutrition and and healthy eating. Mm -hmm. So it's just been a phenomenal career, really, like to match up a passion and a personal interest with, I I love the hardcore science part of it too. Um, Yeah. It's just really, really great. That's awesome. So as a Joe Cross groupie for many years, I'm so excited to be part of his program now. But how did that happen? How did you come across Joe Cross and become part of that whole experience? Yeah, life is just so interesting. I was working as a clinical dietitian for Dana-Farber Cancer Institute at the time, and we had an integrative medicine center that was kind of one of the first in the country to have it like an academic integrative medicine clinic within a traditional hospital setting. And so I was doing Mm -hmm. kind of a more holistic nutrition evidence-based practice. And so Joe's team wanted to talk to a, a nutritionist who worked for the Harvard medical system. And so somebody recommended me and I connected with Joe and his team. And it was just like an instant, you know, we were just instantly aligned. And so, you know, that was in like 2008 and they came into Boston and filmed, you know, my part of the fat, sick and nearly dead. And, and then when he was ready to set up his initial company, he reached out and I worked with him ever since. And it's been great. That's awesome. Yeah, I love Joe's mission that he not only, for those of you who haven't seen the documentary, I'll share the link to that on the site for this episode. But Joe was unhealthy. He's from Australia and decided to come to America and go and juice his way across the country. And by the end of his, I think it was two months of juicing, was off of his medications, was at a healthy weight. And as I talk about a lot in my podcast, took that experience and pays it forward now and has changed many, many lives. And as Stacy can tell you, you know, decided that he wanted to give people easy and affordable access to this kind of lifestyles. And that's where the upshoot and fight of your products came from. But Stacey, you've done this for a long time. And, you know, in my field as well, I've worked with a lot of clients and I find some common obstacles to people finding that continuous weight, you know, that weight loss that can be maintained and really embracing a healthy lifestyle instead of just I'm going to lose 20 pounds for my class reunion and then going back to their old ways. And in my experience, and I wonder if you'll agree with this, there's the diet obstacle, there's the fitness 
obstacle and the emotional obstacle to, again, making that lasting change that we all want, but sometimes don't know how to achieve. So I wonder if you could speak to that a little bit, starting with the diet obstacles. Absolutely. Yeah. And I completely agree. Those three components are really important to consider, as well as the fact that, you know, kind of how we think of weight loss traditionally isn't necessarily how it really works Mm -hmm. in our body. Uh, So what we see in the media is like, you know, I've decided I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to do this really outrageous, restrictive thing that I could never sustain and wouldn't be healthy to sustain. I'm going to like grit my teeth and just lose this weight. And then to your point, you know, we're human. We're going to go back to our daily habits And the tendency physiologically is that weight is going to come back on. And so the way to break the cycle is to start looking at the goal of weight loss a little bit differently. So looking at it as more of a lifestyle change and a more of a healthy focus so that the Mm -hmm. weight loss actually becomes a really great side effect of your healthy living plan. Yes. Rather than it being like the focus and the main goal. Yes. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I've heard people say things like healthy food is too expensive. I can go and I can get two Big Macs for $3. What would you say to that about, you know, you think nutritious food is too expensive? I mean, I think it can be expensive, right? But it doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. So one is that there are a lot of smart ways to shop on a budget and eat in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. But the other side of that is that it does typically take more work, right? So if you're willing to put in the time and the effort to cook from scratch, it's far more affordable, actually, than going out even at a a less expensive place. But there is that kind of time and knowledge commitment, Mm -hmm. um, which is something we did have in mind developing the Upshoot Phytopure products was not everyone has time or wants to, you know, go grocery shopping all the time to kind of have everything from scratch. Like it's, we can make it a little easier. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the motivations for sure. Um, and I think the other part of that though, is like, again, it's like coming back to the big picture, right? Mm-hmm. So what does it look like over time? We're in this for the marathon, not the sprint. And right. so, you know, you want to look at everything. So if let's just say, hypothetically, you had that idea, okay, it's just going to be less expensive for me to just eat a bunch of fast food all the time. There's nothing wrong with eating fast food sometimes, by the way. But like every day, every day, three times a day, I'm going to do that because it's cheap. You would probably start to develop some health issues. And then you have to start looking at things like, well, how much does it cost to start going to more doctors? What is my copay? What is my deductible? Do I have to take medication? How much does that cost me? Am I missing time from work because I'm not feeling well? So what does that cost? Am I Mm -hmm. just missing out on enjoying my life because I don't feel well? And like, that's Mm -hmm. a cost, you know, time is like a resource we can't control. So I think that it is something that we want to look at, I guess, in the bigger picture and not get ourselves locked into an all or nothing kind of thing. Right. And that's when the shame and guilt starts to set in. You know, look, if you want to get fast food once in a blue moon, there's no big deal. That's not going to derail your healthy lifestyle, but people will start to feel so negatively about it, those negative feelings are probably worse for your immune system than whatever you just ate. Right. I agree with that. I agree with that. And one thing, as I've followed you on social media, and I do this also with my clients, is the importance of just some meal planning, you know, cooking in bulk, you know, instead of making three chicken breasts every day for your family, 
make 10 chicken breasts and then you have them. I have, you know, three kids, two are in college, one is finished with college, but I even set up a Pinterest page for them about meal planning, you know, make your batch of chicken, make your batch of quinoa, make your batch of black beans. And then you just, you know, you put it in a bowl with some veggies, you put it in a burrito. And so I think that's a big part of it as well is making it, helping people to understand that it is an investment, but if you plan it properly, you're really saving time and you're saving money. Just like you said, I hadn't even thought about all those other components about Dr. Copays. I mean, gosh, I know when I go to the doctor, it's not cheap. So that's a great point you bring up. I like that a lot. One other thing that I've witnessed and, you know, I've done it as well. We go for a workout and we rely too much on exercise to take care of the weight loss issue. So can you speak a little bit to that? And I think we talked briefly about kind of the 80-20 rule. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So this is a great point. And I, I think clarification is so important. So first of all, physical activity is something that we all should be doing for our health. There's a very strong link with being active and supporting a healthy gut, which in turn can help our immune system. Our exercise really benefits helping keep your blood sugar levels more stable, also really helps in general with immunity as well. And so physical activity has a role in health and wellness, like independent of weight loss and how many calories you burn. In terms of weight management, though, you can't outrun what you ate would be the most obvious way I think Mm -hmm. that I would put it is that exercise in terms of like our metabolism, generally speaking, especially like cardiovascular exercise, it's good for your heart. It's good for your health. And in a way it helps you maintain your weight. So now that's not a bad thing because to your point a minute ago, the traditional pattern is you change your diet, you get more active, you lose some weight, and then over time you gain it back. If you stay active, It will help you be resistant to that relapse weight gain. Mm -hmm. So it's actually important to help kind of lock in some of the weight you lost. Strength training, especially as we age, and especially for women as we age, Mm -hmm. is kind of the missing link, Mm -hmm. more so than cardio, in terms of helping our metabolism and helping keep that resting metabolism higher. The more muscle mass we have, the more calories we burn at rest. So the exercise, like when you're initially trying to lose weight, it's really more of, like you said, that focus on changing your diet Mm -hmm. with some physical activity sprinkled in there. As you've lost weight and you're starting to hit what people call a plateau, that's when it's time to keep your diet changes steady Don't let them change. They're working. Now start to focus more on your physical activity. Mm -hmm. And so you have different levers to pull. Sleep is another lever. Stress management is another lever. Healthy relationships, which kind of falls into that, Mm -hmm. is another lever. And actually like the mindset of letting it go and not focusing on trying to lose weight so hard is truthfully another lever too. Yeah, I agree with all of that. And that's great insight. Part of my integrative nutrition training that I did this past year, we have what's called the circle of life and there are 12 components and it addresses all of those levers that you just talked about. Because if you are focused on weight loss, only weight loss, how is that impacting the other parts of the wheel? You know, are you so stressed about it that you're losing sleep? Do you feel guilty about eating that cheeseburger? So you're self-sabotaging or you fall into that shame spiral of, oh, you know, I blew it. I may as well just 
eat the fries and then have the milkshake too. And how is all of that impacting your relationships, your body image, your professional life? You know, if you're stressed out and tired and that's going to affect your hormones, your serotonin, all of those things. And I love what you said about sleep. Can you tell us a little bit about sleep? Because, you know, back in the day, it was you can sleep when you're dead and and people would almost pride themselves on, oh, I can go on four hours of sleep. Talk to me a little bit about the link between good sleep and weight loss. Yeah. So thankfully, that whole paradigm is shifting. The, the like no pain, no gain mentality, it doesn't work. And so that's all getting left behind, right? And sleep is a great example of that. It used to almost be a competition, like whoever sleeps the less is working the hardest. But it's kind of that idea of like, work smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. We really want to be effective. And so when, when we're sleeping, that's when our body has the greatest potential for rest and for repair. Mm -hmm. And that repair is so important. So ideally, we're fueling ourselves with like real servings of fruits and vegetables, things our body needs, right? Like Mm -hmm. healthy protein sources, healthy fats, the right kind of carbs. Mm -hmm. We're fueling our body with those building blocks. When we sleep, our body can take those building blocks and go and use them in the most efficient, smartest way possible. But we have to sleep to get that to work. When sleep is disrupted, not long enough, it can actually even impact our gut. And there are so many links between our digestive health and our gut and that like microbiome, those healthy bacteria and like our mood, our immune system, our metabolism, all kinds of things that affect us in our everyday life. Mm -hmm. And so sleep is really, really critical also for focus and like your brain. So in your everyday, we already have like a million things going on. We're all being pulled in a million different directions. There's so Mm -hmm. much happening that part of the food choices that we make that we're not super happy about are literally a result of just being like way too burnt out and just way overextended. And so prioritizing self-care, prioritizing sleep, even if it's a nap, Mm -hmm. just like with exercise and nutrition, like small frequent doses are sometimes the answer. So if you want to close your eyes for 10 minutes in the afternoon and you can like lay down on a couch and rest, it actually Mm -hmm. can really boost your immunity and kind of help your body reset. So don't look at sleep as being like all one kind of thing either. Mm -hmm. Let yourself have some different, you know, ways of working that in. Yeah, I love that. So essentially what you're saying is that whatever good choices we make during the day, we take in our recommended dose of fruits and veggies, we get some nice clean protein, healthy fats. And then during our sleep is when all of those good choices get put to work. Yeah. I mean, our body's working like 24 seven, but there's kind of like a concentrated effort. Like that's when, you know, you're not typing, you're not thinking in terms of like work, you're not walking, right? Like, so your Mm -hmm. body can kind of streamline its efforts towards recovery and repair. And that's Mm-hmm. Another way of saying anti-aging too, which like everybody wants, right? Of course, we all want that. <laughs> we were just talking about that, yeah. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit, as since we're on the subject of sleep and the importance of it, because I really think this is, again, just like gut health and so many other things, sleep is an emerging topic that is not really understood. Can you talk to me just a little bit about, I know oftentimes people will have a glass or two of wine to help them sleep. Can you talk to me about that? And then talk to me a little bit about some healthier alternatives 
to achieving that quality of sleep that we want. Absolutely. So that's kind of a myth or it's like counterintuitive. Like alcohol is a sedative, so it can make you feel drowsy, Mm -hmm. but it does not help you sleep. It actually contributes to poor quality sleep because you'll have a more interrupted sleep. Your liver has to work overtime to process the alcohol. Mm -hmm. And so people tend to wake up in the middle of the night or just not really hit that better quality sleep cycle uh, Mm -hmm. when they're consuming alcohol. So again, it's kind of like the fast food, you know, consuming alcohol in moderation is absolutely okay. But as a a regular habit, uh, there are certainly risks involved, especially for women in terms of certain health risks for both women and men. And so alcohol is a stress reliever isn't really something that we want to have as our first choice go-to in that use case. Right. There are other things that would better serve our overall health and wellness in the long run. And so some of those would be things like yoga, meditation, or like mindfulness exercises. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of resources and tools. There are apps. There are lots of like free things that you can do. Some people like the sound of the ocean. Mm -hmm. It's called like sleep hygiene. It's sort of like you want to set up like a routine and that even involves like stopping eating at least two hours before you go to sleep, Mm -hmm. shutting off screen time so that you're not using that blue light, which is going to keep you awake longer. Mm -hmm. So there are quite a few things. And again, it's not like you got to figure out what works for you. You know, none of them are going to have like a magic answer. It's going to be some combination and really it's just practice over time and just like a one foot in front of the other. Don't judge yourself. It isn't if you're doing it right or not. Like right. just, just do it, right? Like that old Nike thing. Like just do it. Yeah. And, um, you know, or like Eleanor Roosevelt has a really great quote. It's, I can't remember exactly, but it's something like, something about like the best way to get started is to start. Right. Like you, you, just, you just get going. Mm-hmm. And I, I think like with sleep habits, it starts to be like that. Just pick something to start trying to do, but not having alcohol on a regular basis at night is helpful. Mm-hmm. One thing I find it's the habit part. So I have, a, I have a lot of clients who will like drink a glass of wine when they're making dinner for their family. Uh-huh. It's like that transition from yeah. work and stress or whatever was happening in your day yeah. to trying to settle into your evening. And that's, again, like, it's all like, look at it in the big picture, but as a regular habit, it's not really the best thing for our health. So one of the things that, and since so many people are really hungry, so now like alcohol reduces your inhibitions, right? So you're going to start yeah. like eating more and snacking more and like tasting your food more. So I actually recommend the Upshoot Phytopure, any of the products, but actually the soup, it's warm. And mm-hmm. if you sip on that, it, I'm not saying it tastes like wine or makes you feel like <laughs> if, if, But if you sip Darn on it. that, I know, in that space when you're like cooking dinner for your family, yeah. the fiber and the nutrients and the warm temperature and savoriness are actually really filling. So it kind of helps satisfy that snacking need at that yeah. time and let you make your dinner and then enjoy the dinner with your family. So that's one like specific thing I would actually suggest people try. That's a great idea. Yeah, I became aware of the term sleep hygiene after I went through cancer treatment because I had a lot of interrupted sleep and I've created a nice routine for myself. I actually listened, <laughs> of all things, I listened to on an app, the sound of a dishwasher. I don't know why, but it helps me sleep. I have some nice oils that I spray on my linens, you know, just things that sort of tell my brain, okay, it's time to rest. I 
turn off my screen time. And I have noticed a big increase in my quality of sleep. It really does help. You mentioned the snacking, you know, and I call it the witching hour, that transition from our busy day, whether it's taking care of children, running errands, working, all of the above, to, you know, making dinner and and taking care of home needs and relationships. And that can be a really vulnerable time for most of us. And when we were talking about barriers to weight loss, oftentimes people will wait too long to eat and then they are grabbing whatever's in front of them. Like you said, you know, glass of wine or not, you know, you're having the cheese and the crackers and the snacks and, you know, and you're just kind of trying to fill that void. So, you know, we know that's a result of blood sugar, but can you, in layman's terms, explain what that is? Because we all know what that feels like, where we waited too long to eat, we're hangry, and we're just going to grab whatever. Exactly. It's like you kind of let yourself get too depleted and you're like running in the red for too long. So, you know, everyone, like the timing and the scheduling of eating is obviously going to be a little bit different. But in general, that afternoon time is a very predictable, vulnerable time. And it's like the perfect storm of you've run out of energy from lunch. It's long enough that your stomach has emptied, your Mm -hmm. food is moving through your digestive tract, right? So your gut is starting to signal your brain, hey, we're empty, we're ready for more. Mm -hmm. And then it's also a time of day when it is a little bit more stressful. Your day is wrapping up. So whatever it is on your to-do list, you're thinking like, did I get enough done? Mm -hmm. I've got to rush and finish things. You're thinking of what's coming next. You're starting to feel tired. Mm -hmm. Um, It's that natural dip in energy time of the day anyway. And if you're behind on your hydration, those cravings are only going to be stronger. Yes. Especially for sweets or something savory. So Mm -hmm. kind of like being preemptive and using something intentionally as like a healthy snack in that time slot and getting ahead of the crash is really going to be helpful. Um, And that's kind of where the ease of use is really important. So like, yeah, you could grab, you know, an orange and a handful of nuts or whatever, but sometimes just having like something like super simple and ready to go. Mm-hmm. very convenient, you know, food is something that really can help. So that's kind of like another reason for Upshoot, like, especially in our weight loss program, we have that structure where yeah. there is like the smoothie or the super drink or the soup intentionally slotted in that afternoon snack time, because we yes. know that that's going to set you up for success with the rest of your evening. That's so smart. Yeah, that kind of gives our frontal lobe a chance to make a good decision, you know, whenever our primal need for food and sanity is kind of taken care of, then we can make better choices. So I think that's important. And again, it's just takes a little bit of planning and intention. And again, like anything else becomes a habit. And before you know it, you're, oh, I've lost five pounds. What changed? Well, you just We're a little more intentional with your choices and didn't set yourself up for failure. And that leads me into the next topic about the emotional part of weight gain, weight loss, maintaining a healthy lifestyle. There's, you know, we've all experienced it where we have a great day. We've stayed on point. You know, we woke up, we fueled our bodies, we were intentional with our meal choices, we stayed hydrated, we got a good workout, and then Boom, we sabotage it in a matter of minutes because we're at a birthday party or a happy hour or let ourselves get too hungry and we ruin it. And it's like, oh, I did everything right. And look, I just blew it. So 
Let's talk about the emotional part and how that ties into the overall feeling when we're when we're not just trying to lose 10 pounds for a little while, but really embracing a healthy lifestyle and achieving a healthy weight. Absolutely. That's such an important part to bring up. And I think, thankfully, what I see, especially in social media and especially with younger people, is thank goodness we are taking that whole etch-a-sketch of that type of mentality that like you and I, you know, are so familiar with. And we are shaking it and erasing it and we're starting over from a point of body positivity, acceptance, the idea of progress and not perfection, the idea of like gratitude of all the amazing things our body can do Mm -hmm. every day and that we are here and we are living our life and there is no need to beat ourselves up about any of those things. So even in that example, nobody has messed up anything. You've not derailed yourself. You've not ruined that whole good day. All those healthy foods you ate earlier in the day or exercise you did, it still counts. Those things are still in there doing healthy things for you. Mm -hmm. And it's really a matter of shifting our mindset to just looking at it in a more real way. Like, all right, well, that wasn't the choice I had in mind, but I'm just going to pick up and move on. And the, the moment you pick up and just go right back to the plan you had, you're right back on track. And so that kind of like positive self-talk, trying to unravel the ingrained diet culture that a lot of Mm -hmm. us have in our mind, it takes time It takes healthy relationships. I find that including some very specific behavioral techniques, um, for some people, it's working with a counselor at the same time. For others, it's having that daily practice of meditation to start to just ground yourself Mm -hmm. in some of that like self-acceptance is really important. But I think it's really flipping to, you know, it's just not that literal. So like in a, just a, purely like physiological sense. It's not like, oh my goodness, I ate this cookie and now I have X number of new fat cells or I've gained point whatever grams of body fat. Like it isn't that literal and things don't work that instantaneously. It's habits over time. So that's where like taking a step back, a little bit of like permission and forgiveness, but trying to set up some guardrails and a structure that you feel is like realistic and kind of reasonable Mm -hmm. is really helpful. So you have space to play within that and you're not overly beating yourself up. It's it's practice, but that's where community and connection helps too. So being part of a group and being with other people is really important. So you can all kind of be that like check for each other. Like it's okay. We're here together and we are making progress and being able to see those non-scale victories too. Yeah. How are you feeling finding other ways of monitoring your success with weight loss that right. has nothing to do with the number on the scale? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. W- one of the things when I did the reboot with Upshoot is I just noticed a difference in my energy level. I noticed I was less bloated. You know, my stomach was flatter and it wasn't weight loss. It was just my system was working better. And that alone, I knew I looked better, but I also, my clothes were fitting better. And and again, I didn't do that to lose weight. I did it to just kind of reboot my system, clean out some toxins after the holidays and all the fun. And yeah, again, it's, I like what you said about the non-scale victories. So, and I love the group accountability part and talking to yourself, learning to talk to yourself the way you would talk to a friend or a person in a community. You know, if, if a person slipped up and said, oh, I went to a birthday party and I had two pieces 
pieces of cake and I feel like I've just blown it all. You know, what would you say to that friend? Well, try saying that to yourself. You know, some self-compassion is can go a long way and, and just realizing that we're not in this for the short haul. We're in this for the long haul and to prevent a lot of future health problems, but also take care of the existing surface issues like the way we look and, and the internal stuff about how we feel emotionally, physically, everything and our view of food. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that I, I agree with all of that so much. <laughs> well, you and I hit it off from the start. <laughs> and when, I, when you told me about that, you also camped out for YouTube tickets. I knew you were, you were, you were my kind of girl. <laughs> I know. When I saw that, I thought, oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> way in the past. <laughs> yeah. Oh, way, way in the past. So I love that. So tell me, you know, I talked a little bit about in the beginning, Joe and his mission coming across America, juicing across America and all the lives that he's impacted doing that. And can you tell us a little bit about Upshoot? What's the mission? Tell us a little bit about the products, how they get incorporated into a plan. The mission is really to be able to bring real servings of fruits and vegetables and actual healthy, you know, foods and products to people and make them affordable and accessible. So we have this like care principle is what we like to call it so that everything that you're getting is convenient because as we mentioned, we know time Uh is such a barrier. It's affordable. That's so important. Reliable that you can trust the science and technology that we have this true serve technology that verifies they're actually real servings of fruits and vegetables in all of the PhytoPure products. And then enjoyment. It's super important that what you're, you know, taking in tastes good, it looks good, it smells good. You really enjoy that experience. Yes. And that's so important. And so then the products are great on their own, but they fit really well into our programs. And so I've designed three programs that really can fit for anyone at a different time, depending on what your goals are. So as you mentioned, the Reboot program is like a 10-day kind of an intensive reset. It's a bit of like, I like to call it like an immersion program in fruits and vegetables. Like if you want to learn a new language, if you go live with a family, it's going to be way easier. (laughs) So that's kind of what the Reboot program is for fruits and vegetables for your body. Mm -hmm. And then we have our weight loss program. And actually, starting on Monday, March 2nd, we're leading another group. You can join anytime. We've got groups on Facebook. But in the weight loss program, that is when you're having a balance of those products to really help you get the nourishment that you need, as well as make it easy to stay on track. And then you're also creating some balanced meals for yourself. And so we have a lot of guidance on how to do the meals, how to make them, if you want to be vegetarian, if you want to have like fish, um, you know, if you want to be gluten-free, there's lots of options, right? And then we have our healthy lifestyle program, which is something really for anyone. And so if your goal is to get your five servings a day, you're going to have like the two products. Each one has either one, two, or three servings of vegetables and fruits. So -hmm. in our lifestyle program, it's the smoothie, which is two, and then either our super drinker soup, which each have three. And Mm -hmm. so you're going to do your own breakfast, lunch, and dinner, whatever you want to have. And then you have those two products as your snacks. And it really helps you get exactly what you need in terms of not just servings of fruits and veggies, 
but other important things like prebiotic fiber to feed your gut. There's some other kinds of micronutrients and phytonutrients that are really particular for helping with immunity, Uh anti-aging, anti-inflammation, and those products really provide that backbone. Um, Uh So there's a lot of options really depending on what your current goal is. And all of it comes with a group of people who are available in a community to support you. And that part's really, really key too. And we know from Joe, right? Like that's like, you know, something he really excels at is helping to bring people together and helping to connect people who have a similar passion and a similar goal and be really positive about things that tend to be hard in life. Yeah. Instead of making it this big, scary monster, you're part of a group, you're sharing recipes, sharing ideas, sharing struggles, talking about goals and planning for those pitfalls that come along inevitably. Yeah, that's great. I've been sending the super drink and the smoothie with my husband because he travels a lot and he does his best. He's pretty good about getting some healthy food, but it's tough. So I send that and I'm like, you know what? Just add it to some almond milk, add it to some water. And that way, at least, you know, you're getting your phytonutrients and your fruits and veggies each day, no matter how busy your day is. So it's something that I found has been really easy to incorporate. And the berry smoothie, my daughter, my 11-year-old is crazy about it. I call it Aubrey's Magical Milkshake, and she has it for breakfast, and she thinks it's a milkshake. <laughs> so, I love that. Okay, we're going to post that recipe on the website. That's perfect. That's awesome. She's going to get uh, her name in lights for sure. That's great. I can't wait to hear what's in it. That sounds really good. Just don't let her read it because she doesn't know what's in it. <laughs> I'm adding all sorts of things. <laughs> it's like... Awesome. Awesome. You're a good mom. A good mom. I do the same thing. So that's the other thing too. The products are really safe and healthy for kids as well. And so, yeah, my kids, especially the Phytopure Shake, they, uh-huh. my boys really like that. And, and I find, you know, they're both very athletic and play a lot of sports. And yes. so, you know, it's something I know they need. I know they need the protein as well as all yeah. of the other healthy ingredients too. So I love, it's such a quick, easy thing and they love it. So that makes me happy always. Yeah. Before we wind up, I just wanted to touch briefly on what you said about the sourcing of the products and the verified nutrition behind it, because oftentimes people will go into the store and it's so overwhelming. I can only imagine with no nutrition background, what it must be like to try to choose these products on your own. And, you know, marketers are excellent at fooling consumers into buying things that look healthy, but you know, they're full of sugar, they're full of fillers. You don't know where they're coming from, if they're coming from America or from overseas where they may not have the same standards. So can you just speak briefly to the quality and the sourcing so that people have an understanding of the importance of that and the integrity of Upshoot? Because that's one of the reasons I affiliated myself with you all also is the integrity of the company. Absolutely. I mean, we're all in this to really help people and we all come from various expertise in our own backgrounds. And so the team and the culture we're all so in sync and it's so important. Um, And we have the same attitude towards all of our suppliers and anybody that we partner with for anything, but Mm -hmm. especially, you know, for ingredients. And so we take a lot of care and attention to source ingredients that are from reputable places. And for the most part, those fruits and vegetables are coming from domestic farms where there is a process that the crops like let's say spinach are harvested and then right away they are dried and then the whole fruit and the whole vegetable that's been dried is now turned into a powder just by like crushing it. So there's no like 
fillers or artificial things. Things are non-GMO. Everything meets all of the important standards around, you know, safety. And, you know, we do a lot of testing. They're all free of the eight major allergens. So like soy and dairy and gluten and nuts and, you know, peanuts, et cetera, right? You know, fish, shellfish, all that stuff. The products are also vegan. The programs don't necessarily have to be, right? Like in the weight loss program or lifestyle, I mentioned, you know, you can totally eat fish and chicken, but the products themselves are vegan Mm -hmm. to just allow people who want to follow that lifestyle, the opportunity to enjoy them as well. Um, So there is very rigorous testing, rigorous sourcing, and then the label They're food and not supplements. I think that's the other confusing part for consumers. A lot of like green powders and protein powders, they have a supplement facts label, Mm -hmm. not a nutrition facts label like a food. So it's just completely different. And, you know, I mean, and truthfully, right, like, I mean, I take a vitamin D supplement because I live in New England and I, you know, I... Right. I know that's important. So I'm I'm not saying nobody should ever take a supplement, Mm -hmm. but when you're looking for a food, you want to know that it's actually a food and not a supplement. And so that is another differentiator with the PhytoPure product as well. I can't emphasize that enough. I love that because with this company, you know what you're getting. You are now looking at one of the developers of the products who has a background and works with integrity incredible ethics. And, you know, your mission, like you said, is to just help people get healthier so that people don't have to overthink it or worry, you know, what am I really ingesting? So I love that. I love that about you. And I love that about the company. And it's just such an easy way for people to make those changes that turn into six months, a year down the road. You're like, wow, look how much healthier I am. Look at my cholesterol. I'm off of this medication. And then obviously will be reflected in the scale. So you get the short-term and the long-term benefits. Yeah. Uh, Before we wind up, is there anything else you want to say? Well, I just want to thank you so much, Victoria. I I always love connecting with you and chatting with you. And I just appreciate this opportunity to connect with your audience too. So thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Where can we find you on social media so we can learn more about your programs? So go to at Upshoot Life on Instagram. I'm at Stacy Kennedy RD, but you'll find everything about Upshoot at the at Upshoot Life. And on the website, you can just go to upshoot.life. And that's a good way to learn more about the company. Mm-hmm. And then Victoria, you can certainly share your own link and, yes. and how people can connect with you through that as well. Absolutely. But yeah, look for us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and look forward to connecting with more Upshoot community members and people interested in that healthy lifestyle. Oh, yeah. And this company just launched in October. So we're just getting started. I can't wait until everybody knows about our products because they're just so great. But thank you for all of your insight. I think we touched on some really important topics that people are struggling with and maybe don't even know how to articulate into words. They just know that there's something holding them back from achieving their lifestyle and weight goals. So hopefully I think we helped some people today and your insight was incredible and thoughtful. So I appreciate that. Great. Well, thank you so much, Victoria. I appreciate it. Okay. Well, thanks for being here and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to After the Crisis with Victoria. For more about me, how I can serve your needs, and links to our special guests, please subscribe to this podcast and visit victoriaenglishmartin.com. Also, come on over to our free Facebook group and join our community, After the Crisis with Victoria. I'm offering access to fun, healthy, and thought-provoking content. Additionally, you'll find exclusive programs, workshops, and one-on-one coaching. Until next time, 
Count your blessings, not your burdens. And remember, there is life after the crisis.